0: People of the world, welcome to Send It Rising Live. This is the 349th episode, if you can even believe it. Uh, Our guest today is an absolute force of nature. He's currently doing this really cool thing where he will help folks like me set up the most ridiculous, high-end, beautiful lighting slash microphone setup. When he's looking uh at the camera it's like a tablet in a mirror that produces the effect that he's, he's actually looking at you so most zoom calls people aren't actually looking at you if they're even looking at the camera at all he has an incredible background as a director of photography um, and as a producer we're going to get into all that and more uh ladies and gentlemen it is a trait to have the Emmy Award nominee Tom Langan on the show.
1: How's it going? Thanks man. for having me.
0: Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's start with the cool Zoom setup, right? Uh, okay. everybody <laughs> is, you know, I have a, like a Yeti microphone, like a hundred dollar Yeti microphone and a pop filter, and people are like, Oh, it's so good. Setup is so nice. I'm like, bro it's not even in the ballpark um of of tom langan so talk to me about your setup how does it work should everyone do it
1: sure Um, so, I mean, I think everybody should pay attention to their setup. We'll start with that, right? We'll sort of couch it in that terms, in those terms. And I think the reason that everybody should pay attention to their setup is the same reason that, uh, you make sure that your clothes are ironed and you look presentable before you walk into a meeting, right? The vast majority of the time we're on zoom, we're in meetings, right? We're professional. We're representing ourselves, our brands right now. I mean, both neither one of us are like, suit and suit and tie type type guys. Right. We don't work in suit and tie businesses. We own our own businesses. Right. So we're, we don't feel obligated to like adhere to that, but like I'm put together, right? Like I'm wearing a clean shirt, right? Like I made sure that my beard wasn't like all crazy and all over the place. You know, I have my branding on with my hat and everything. Like I pay attention to how I show up on every zoom call and I think everybody should. So we'll just start with that. Right. Um, Now, in terms of the setup that I have, I mean, mine is extreme and I will fully own that. I own a media production company. Um, I owned all of this equipment that I'm using for my setup before the pandemic happened. And so when the pandemic kicked off and everything went virtual, um, I just took my equipment that I had sitting around on shelves and put it to use, turning my office into a studio um so and because of my background i had the i had the know-how uh to to do that right effectively so i have like seven lights set up in my office i have you know between the camera and the lens about a $3000 camera set up i have a teleprompter in front of the camera as you were talking about uh that has your image on it so that i can look at you while we're talking uh rather than kind of having to look off Um, and I have, you know, a several hundred dollar microphone that I use for, um, uh, that I typically use for like voiceover recording and things like that. When I have, when I do voiceover recording for clients, I also use it for recording my podcast. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I had all this equipment and I put it to use, um, creating, uh, this setup. Um, And then people said, hey, uh, how? what do I do? How do I start looking like you? How do I look more like you? How do I show up on Zoom the way you do? And so I created a product called Gravitate. Um, So it's G-R-A-V-I-T, the number eight, Gravitate. And uh, the whole idea behind Gravitate was to help people sort of achieve something like this. Um, So it's hardware uh, and guided setup. To be able to 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 do to do that, so it's camera, lighting, sound, um, and then guided setup with me or somebody on my team to help you install and use all of the components to the best of their your ability.
0: Yeah, uh, for those of you that think you can just YouTube your way through it, it is so much harder than I thought it was. I bought a couple things; it didn't work. <laughs> I mean, it is it is really challenging to troubleshoot your way through this stuff. Um, And Tom obviously has a million years of experience doing this sort of thing. And so um, there's a lot of value there. And then, I mean, I think the argument of how you show up on a Zoom call, if you're like me, you're constantly in these networking meetings. I mean, my life is literally like one networking meme after another, like it, that's all I do anymore. Okay. I don't know if I'm depressed. I don't know if this is like a therapy session now, for my my feelings about my Zoom meetings and, you know, but uh, man, that's a lot of time. And so if you're in sales in 2021, how are you not in a zillion Zoom meetings, right? And so how you appear obviously is a pretty big deal. So take Tom up on that offer. Let's chat about your history, but also your business. So you've got this sort of, hey, I will help you set up your Zoom calls so that you look stunning. It's Skype, it's everything, right? Your video conferencing. Um, how much of your business is that? And what are the other things you do?
1: I mean, that's a small part of my business. Uh, honestly, I, I would be happy for it to be more. And, and at the end of the day, um, I think that it's, it's an ongoing need that I'm, I'm, I'm here to serve. Um, so as, 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 as more people refuse, right? There's this whole great resignation going on right now because people are turning around to their companies and saying, "Hey, you know what? We've been remote for 18 months or whatever it is. You know, tw- I think we're over. We're 20 months now, but um, you know, we've been remote for 20, 21 months. Uh, our productivity has actually gone up." And now you're turning around and going, hey, you have to come back to an office. And so people are going, I don't think so, buddy. I'm out. And they're resigning, right? And they're looking for remote work solutions and remote positions elsewhere. I think we're going to continue to see growth in this hybrid environment where there is some in person, because sometimes, let's be honest, that is advantageous to doing business. Um but more often than not we're working remote, and so you know for people who have public facing positions um you know uh, our company leadership, our sales professionals um our public speakers who are now p- appearing virtually, all of those kind of people it's really important that they show up looking their best
0: on yeah Zoom. That, that sounds like a good uh, sort of a angle from a business partnership standpoint is getting in with these public speaking companies. And uh, offering them a package because they could just send an email, you know, and yeah. be like, hey, do you want to you step up your, your Zoom quality? Um, the other thing, too, is it's so niche. I mean, I don't know how many people are doing this, this work. Um, I can't imagine a lot.
1: I mean, not many, there are definitely some products on the market, but I think a lot of it has been done sort of through like affiliate marketing. So people have said like, Oh, I, you know, like I've got a following, I've got an audience, like I've got a decent zoom setup because, you know, by virtue of that, or like I've created one because of that. And so I'm going to just like share affiliate links for the stuff that I use.
0: Oh, yep. That makes sense. Yep.
1: You know what I mean? But I think the problem with that is that or the, the problem that I see with it from my position is that is twofold, really. Like one, their setup might be specifically designed to work with the platform that they use, right? So when I put together Gravitate, I specifically went out, went out to design a platform that works, um, hardware that works with any software platform. So any of the major video conferencing software platforms, you know, whether you're using Zoom or WebEx, or go to meeting or Google Meet or you know, we're on Restream right now to do this live broad crap, broadcast broadcast.
0: <laughs> Listen, broad hey crap. everyone swing by Senate rising live <laughs> <broad> crap <laughs> 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 But
1: but yeah, so like we're on restream right now too, right? And my my system works with restream. Right. right. Um so it works across all the software platforms. Um, it's been tested uh and I know that it works. So that's like that's the big thing is this isn't just an affiliate. Could somebody go out and buy all of the individual
0: components that make up a gravitate system? Absolutely. Would they know what to do with them? Nope. I mean, I I was at a Verizon the other day, and thank you, Brad Hess, for writing broad crap in the comments. If you want to join us live, Send it Rising Live, uh 1030 AM Pacific Standard Time, YouTube.com forward slash send it rising. Um, so I was at a Verizon and this poor lady, I felt so bad for her. I walk in and I'm like, oh, this is way busier than I thought it was going to be. And she walks up to this guy and she's like, hi, sir. How can I help you? Like way too customer service happy because she deals with these people who are just furious all the time. That's just how she meets them, you know? And um, anyway, he's like, yeah, I'm trying I can't get in my phone, my passwords, whatever. She's like, well, you do have to schedule an appointment. um, Like, two years in advance it's one of these situations like we are not helping you today like get in line and uh i was like oh okay so i'm not gonna get my needs met today and uh i overhear her conversation she gives me that same sort of hi how can i help you sir after the other guy leaves and i'm like look i i get it um i'm just trying to buy a new phone and she's like Look, for your generation, just do the Samsung Switch. Just get, get through the app. You can do it all from home. Just buy it online, do it, you know, get the app. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, cool. And I leave, I'm good, right? And I, I figured it all out myself, right? So there is a portion of the population that can just YouTube their way through this. Like they're in right. it, it's cool. I'm 37 and I'm not, I mean, uh-uh, it's not working. Like I already tried, right? A little bit here and there. Like to try to get the camera... Because the issue is it's specific to like my system. It's a Mac, right? So I'm dealing with a Mac and now there are plugins and and my Lumix camera is meant for XYZ and it's a certain kind of Lumix camera and this. Like you start going down the, the rabbit hole and you're Googling and YouTubing more and more specific things, and the answers aren't there. And you just kind of go, you know what, this ain't worth it. So I mean, I, I I think that your demographic's a lot larger than uh than just like 50 plus.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. And I think too like at the uh, you know, on the other side of that too is is even for folks who theoretically, right, who are technically savvy enough, right, who are in, you know, in their 30s who could feasibly YouTube it, right? Cuz they've done that tons of times throughout their life for other things. At the end of the day, the question also is do you have time and do you have the energy to do it, right? Or do you have more important things to do? Than to try to figure out how to put together a bunch of camera equipment that may or may not make you look better on zoom, because even if you buy the right equipment, then like, how do you know how to set up lighting? That's a whole separate YouTube education you have to get for yourself. Right. So like it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a a multivariate problem. And I think a lot of people um, it's been oversimplified by a lot of people. And that's like one of the reasons why, you know, everybody and their mother has a ring light now. What do you, what do you, what, do you mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. And like to the
1: point where, to the point where ring lights have even become part of a TikTok tock trend.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: So like everybody and their mother has a ring light. Uh, you're actually using yours uh, uh, in a better way than most people do. Mm. Um, but ring lights aren't really the best solution for lighting yourself for camera. Like this, Mm -hmm. right? So like, you know, there are tons of better solutions. There are specific. They just happen to be cheap. That's what it is, is like cheap because of like product photography and people doing product review videos and makeup tutorials and stuff on YouTube. So a bunch of manufacturers started making really cheap versions of them. And then everybody was like, oh, 30 bucks. Ring light. Done. Yeah. Like, no problem. No,
0: my phone.
1: <laughs> That's why it holds your phone because the whole idea behind a ring light is it's supposed to cast very even light around your whole face, That's right? right. Mm-hmm. Which is why they're really good for makeup tutorial. Think about like where in other places in your life have you seen a ring light? A makeup mirror, right? You ever seen a round uh, makeup mirror with a light all the way right. around
0: it? Right. Right. Huh. Yeah. 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 My sister. So- Uh, Chelsea Smith Cosmetics, uh, she's got a massive one, massive ring light, you know, because that's what she does. She's a social media influencer.
1: Yeah. So it makes sense for that, right? But for the average person, it doesn't make sense. And I don't have a ring light in here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, like my gravitate system does come with a ring light. We don't use it for, uh, for a key or a fill light. Uh, it gets used for as as what we would call a hair light or a backlight. It's it would be this light here. You can see like me casting the shadow on my face uh, and that light. Uh, so it would be that light that puts a little highlight on my shoulder here. This little warm highlight you see that helps separate me from my background. Hmm. That's that's what I use the ring light for um, with my Gravitate setup. It just happens to come with one of the other pieces of equipment.
0: Mm-hmm. So I wasn't mm-hmm. going to
1: throw it away, but I also wasn't going to use it for for a key light. Cause that's not what it's for.
0: Right. Oh, totally. I mean, what we're talking about here is that you're basically the Bob Ross of, uh, of zoom. You know what I mean? You're just like, Oh, this lighting is just a happy little accident. And you can <laughs> see here on this side of my face, this little splash of color,
1: <laughs> right? And I so mean,
0: for, when are want to
1: yeah, uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. When I want to wax poetic about, you know, what I do as a director of photography, um, and as a cinematographer, that's what I do is I paint with light.
0: Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I painted with paint for my girlfriend's, uh, for Christmas present. And, uh, I'm not a painter, but, uh, I'm telling you, man, very cathartic. It, you know, getting yeah. like a big old canvas, like, uh, and getting in there and mixing that paint around and opening the window. Cause it smells like paint. And then, uh. I use my left hand, so I'll brush my with my left hand when my right hand gets a little tired. And then, you know what I did? I put, I wrote her a song, and I put little secret love messages in the painting. You have to get nice. up nice and close, so I feel like I'm earning points by doing that. Anthea, if you're listening Hi. to this, forget everything that I just said. <laughs> That's hilarious. You, you don't know anything. You'll be you didn't surprised, hear that. and you, you'll you, and you'll like it. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> no, I think she will like it. Um, yeah. But. Uh,
1: just act surprised. That's just all. Act, just surprised. act surprised.
0: Yeah, this is fine. Everything's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, painting, it's so funny to me that uh, the internet is only, it's three things. It's words, uh, images, and sound. The images can go fast and you can call that video, but that's it. That's all the internet mm-hmm. is, you know? So like, it's like all these social media um, companies that come out and take off. Um, it's all culture. It's all culture. And so it's, it's the painter's Right, it's the painters. Not, I mean, TikTok, yeah, cool, but YouTube uh, came out with YouTube Shorts, which is TikTok. I mean, it's it's yeah. the same technology, same thing, scrolling, blah 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 blah. Yeah, um, Reels.
1: Yeah, on Instagram, same thing.
0: Same crap, you know. So it's just like, yo, it's it's the painters that make that make it. Um, and so do not forget, listeners, that uh, any moment you spend on a social media platform, you're working for them, man. You are working for them. Like if you are creating content on TikTok, you're an employee of TikTok. Not formally, but you are. Um, I call it getting Zuckerberged. Like when people spend all their time on Facebook and they're like, ah, you know, or they hate Facebook. And they spend all their time on it anyway. I'm like, you're literally showing up to like the coal mines of social media and like spending right. time. All content that you produce on social. Like, do you know how much money I spend on content? So much money, right? And these people just show up to these platforms and produce it For free. For free. Come on, people. So anyway, you're a painter. Remember that. And you are loved.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, uh, Facebook started it really like, you know, Zuckerberg kind of pioneered it. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's the commoditization of the consumer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's we are the product. The people, the users are the product and the data or behavior and the data that sort of represents that behavior is the product, you know, is, is what he sells. Right. So mm. like he just mines the data and that's, and that's what he sells to advertisers. And that's, what's made him incredibly rich. Mm-hmm. Um, is just taking that data and, and harvesting it
0: and selling it off. I saw something fascinating where some dude said, if you got a job at 22 and you made a million dollars an hour, um, and you worked for 40 years, that you would have a third as much money as Elon Musk. and A million dollars an hour or something crazy. I was like, how does that make any sense? It doesn't make any sense
1: to me. Um, it doesn't. I mean, the other thing, too, is that like his overall like network, like people like to talk about these networks uh, because they're right. like these crazy inflated numbers. But that's also based on like current stock price. That's not real money. That's like estimated net worth. Like if he, but if, but the flip side is if he tried to start selling all of his stock, he would tank the stock price before he was able to sell it all. Right. Right. And so he would end up being worth a fraction of what he's actually like, of what they say he's worth now.
0: Right. And all the taxes that you would spend on that stuff. And yeah, I mean, the,
1: the benefit that it gives him, and this is like, I, I, This was sort of revealed to me recently this is sort of one of those dirty little secrets of like the the super rich Mm. is that they they don't actually take much in salary a lot of them right like Mm -hmm. a lot of people who are like you know like elon musk and uh zuckerberg and jeff bezos like those kind of level of of wealth guys like the wealthiest people in the world multi -multi multi-billionaires They don't actually take a lot in salary, right? Because that increases their tax liability. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what they do is they borrow against the value of the stock that they hold in their companies, right? And other assets. And then they live off of that borrowed money, basically. Wow. Which means that they can take like on a daily basis, they can take a very low and they can invest that money too, right? Mm. So like a lot of times they'll borrow a huge chunk of change. And then, and then they will invest that money in a way that it generates enough income that it basically pays for itself, but they don't end up having any tax liability because the income is going right back into the loan. And so they like essentially the loan interest that they're able to write off cancels out a lot of what they're making in income and their tax liability becomes very, very low as a result. That's wild.
0: Yeah. Um, that's so wild that yeah. I don't understand it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, don't. Maybe I conceptually. Maybe conceptually. Um, yeah. But yeah, of course. I mean, I, it's funny to me. And it's, it's easy to look at these billionaires and go, you evil, and then insert expl- expletives. But it's like, uh, don't we all do that when we go to the tax person? Aren't we all like, how do I not pay a bunch and, and pay yeah. less? It's a very human sort of thing. And then as you get older, like, I have multiple companies and there's write-offs, you know, how it goes, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know. People are trying not to pay the tax dude, but I am no tax expert. So I can't even go into that terrain without sounding like an idiot.
1: (laughs) Me neither. That's like the explanation I gave was probably like, I was probably wrong in about seven different ways, but (laughs) um, that was my understanding of it as it was, as it was explained to me. Um, but uh but yeah, they they figure out how to sort of minimize that liability. And so they basically live off of borrowed money, um, you know, uh rather than taking income out of their business and having sort of like a general tax liability, income liability, right? And it's like the carried interest loophole is another way that they get around it and stuff like that. Um but yeah, I mean I think I don't know, it's interesting. I think the uh not wanting to pay the tax man is is uh very much an American thing. Um, (laughs) You know, like I know I have friends, you know, overseas that pay, you know, proportionally much higher taxes than we do. They also get a lot of social services that we don't get. uh, And they don't really, it doesn't really bother them at all. Um, So, you know, it's just, it's a matter of perspective. And I think a matter of what you're used to, right. We're raised in a, we're raised to to sort of like look for ways to pay the least amount of taxes you possibly can, right? It's sort of built into, it's a yeah. cultural thing in in the U.S. Yeah, um, you know, but Boston uh, Tea make- Party, right? <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I don't know. It it really is. It is culturally relevant, and so is entrepreneurship. I was I was talking to um, uh, a woman who was born in Taiwan in her sixties the other day, and. uh, and in the hierarchy of status, teachers are at the top, right? This is China, right? China, Taiwan. She's like they worship you, like as as a teacher. Like you still don't make a ton of money, but you are respected because you are the, yes. the carrier of knowledge. That is the opposite in the United States. Teachers are like slave drivers, and they 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 they, they take away our independence. And you know, and then at the at the bottom rung um, is uh, salespeople, right? Because they're just they're like the worst, right? There, it's like I. It's telling me all the time. It's like like business people are like, well, right? Gross, you know, um, the outcasts. And uh, it is the opposite, I think, in the United States. At the top is like we worship entrepreneurs. You know, we just we just think that that's the greatest thing ever. And we were talking backstage. You know, I've I've had a, a run-ins with a number of very successful corporate people um, who are way wealthier than I am by orders of magnitude. Um, because they got stock in their companies and that sort of thing. Um, and yet there is this sort of, um, seed in the minds of so many people I meet that they just want to be their own boss. They just want to be an entrepreneur. Like that's the American dream to them. Um, and so, yeah, we are, uh, what's the word products of our environment.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I grew up, I grew up in a household that was, um, sort of evenly split so to speak like in terms of entrepreneurship versus like sort of like standard career path in some ways um so my mom's a retired teacher um and she taught you know for for over 40 years um and my father is an attorney but he's in private practice his own practice um and has been for my whole life um so, so, you know, and still is practicing now. He's been in practice for, you know, I don't know, 50 years or something at this point. Um, but he, uh, you know, he it was him and one partner and that was it. Right. So like they had to keep the lights on, they had to run the business. Um, you know, they, they were entrepreneurs just, you know, as attorneys. Right. Yep. Um, so it's interesting for me, like, my past career in television in the entertainment industry you know my i was always i was almost always an independent contractor that's just sort of how that industry works all of my work was like project based um and uh my mom never could wrap her head around the fact that uh i was on a project that was going to be on that project for like maybe six months eight months nine months a year whatever the case may be. And then when that was done, I was out looking for another job and she just could never wrap her head around it. Couldn't fathom like not having, knowing that I have a job every day, like no matter what, you know, as long as I'm showing up and doing the work, like I'll keep getting the paycheck no matter what, you know, projects would end and I'd have to go look for another job. And it just, it was, I did it for like 17 years. I mean, I got very used to it. I was very comfortable with it my mom like i think she she was more nervous for me than i w- ever was um i always found more work right cuz i was i you know i had a good reputation i was good at what i did um in that industry and i you know i never meant, went more than like you know maybe a month between jobs in the in that whole 17 years but like you know all it was just a regular thing for me like it mm-hmm. just it never so so for me, like that entrepreneurship, I think that was sort of baked in, like I learned it from my dad and then I was an independent contractor for most of my career. And then for me to now hang out my shingle over the last couple of years and start Talix Media, um, you know, to, to serve uh, the business community, um, you know, was just a very sort of natural progression for me. Uh, it made a lot of sense, but I, I'm comfortable with the uncertainty of it. Right. And entrepreneurship definitely has a lot of uncertainty and a lot of risk.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're not already, you may already be wildly successful, but th- those are the ingredients for that for sure. Because, um, stability is expensive. Um, it's very expensive. When you look at the paychecks for stability, it's, it's rough, you know, um, as, compared to people that are willing to take that risk um, because nobody, I mean, I shouldn't say nobody, most people don't want to do that. They're not interested. They're just like, you know what? And then you get on the other side of it and you realize why stability is expensive because the the worry and fear that goes into dealing with instability has a cost. So if you're the employer and you're, you know, you're finding these jobs and you know, it's inherently unstable like, you know, that's what's so funny about the paycheck is it never, it doesn't fluctuate unless you're in sales or commission-based something, right? It's just the same thing. And people love that. They love when it's the same and predictable and it makes, you know, right. it makes it feel like there's order in the universe. But as the business owner, you know, that it's just, that's an illusion, <laughs> you know, like it's I can't I don't know what's going to happen. He <laughs> said I have no idea, yeah. right? So I'll deal with that headspace of like, Ooh. like we'll we'll see what happens tomorrow, you know. Um, <laughs> and then you get your stability, but you know, I I get the benefit of dealing with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%, right? Because as the business owner, it's sort of like, well, uh We got to like sign a couple of new clients or else, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to afford to keep all these people on payroll, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to have the work and I'm not going to have the income to be able, you know, the business isn't going to have the income to be able to support, you know, this workforce, right? And that's something that you have to worry about or think about as the owner um, of a business that, you know, as an employee, you're just showing up to do your job. Right. And all of those other, those big worries about whether or not the business is going to be around, you know, in six months is somebody else's problem to figure out. Yeah. Um, But, but I agree with you. I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather sort of deal with all of that and have the opportunity to sort of forge my own path, which is really how I look at it. Um, You know, doing it, doing it this way means that I can decide, who who the clients are that I want to work with um and how i can steer them towards creating better communications with their audience um i had a client meeting just before this uh with an existing client uh we're now doing a second round of work with them mm-hmm. and um you know it, they very much said you're the expert what do you think we should do here oh yeah And like, that's, that's my favorite kind of client to work with. Right. Because that's, that means that we have trust,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. right. That, that I trust them, um, to, you know, to do what they do and to do it well and to supply me with what I need to be able to do my job well. And they trust me to guide the process, uh, and to deliver a good end result for them. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like, you know, I think that's the dream is building a client you know, a rapport with your clients that's, you know, just built on trust and, and being able to move forward
0: um, together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a beach house in San Diego, people of the world, <laughs> youtube.com slash send standard rising. If you want to join us 10 30 AM Pacific standard time, Monday through Friday, you can chat right there. If you like, if you're like most folks and you're listening after the fact, either on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or the many other places that this show is, we love you. And we genuinely appreciate you listening to this. Uh Tom, I want to make sure that you get a chance to tell the fine folks where they should reach out to you, how they can do that, et cetera.
1: Sure, absolutely. So you can you can find me on social media if you just search at Talex Media LLC. So that's at T A L E X M E D I A L L C. Um that's my social media handle that's across uh all the social media channels. Um, and on any of those, you can find links to my website, which is very simple. It's just talixmedia.com, T-A-L-E-X-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Um, so super simple there. Try to keep it easy, easy and consistent. Right. Um, and then uh, if, if folks want to, um, I am doing I have a new process that I've developed called legendeering. Um, which I believe is the future of how businesses will communicate with their audiences, grow their audiences, grow their revenues, um, turning fans into customers. And so I've created this process and I'm teaching a free masterclass on it on December 15th. So uh, one week from tomorrow, it's going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. uh, And the link to register is
0: masterclass.talixmedia.com. All right. I was just about to add that to my calendar. Uh, Take the class, people. Whenever people offer free classes like this, especially small business owners, um, it's not like you're getting stuck in a legal shield pitch fest for an hour. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I've been in those meetings and they're just so painful. So here's, here's one thing I'll say about Zoom before we call it a day on the show. Uh, you can just leave, isn't that wonderful? If you're stuck in one of those sales pitch things, yeah, there's all that social awkwardness. But in a Zoom meeting, man, you just click out and just like, you know, go take a shower. Anyway, yeah.
1: And I and I would say this too, just so you know, and just to clarify for everybody listening, um, there is no sales pitch included in that masterclass. The only invitation I will offer in that class is to invite you to sign up for a free call with me. That's it. That's it. And it's, and there's, and you don't have to just by coming to the class, I'm just going to offer it as an option. Right. So
0: yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like small business owners, it's just totally different. Like these large corporations, they're, they're big into these, like get you stuck in a room and pitch you for an hour nonsense. Uh, but small yep. business owners are usually much better than that where they they show up they actually provide value because they, they get it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. uh, special thanks to Tom for swinging by on the show today. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you doing that. And, uh, we'll see y'all next time. Bye, guys.